One, two, testicles. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Trebles Garcia, the humble host of this amazing show. This is an amazing episode with amazing content for amazing listeners like you. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a Sunday drop. I'm trying to make another three-point episode series this week coming up. The reason being is because I'm so fucking talented and, you know, we're the fucking best. <laughs> no, quite honestly, the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, my daughter's laughing in the back. It's because we have so much information to put out, the numbers are growing, and you guys deserve more content. Therefore, I've committed myself to drop at least two episodes every single fucking week moving forward after 150th. It is Sunday morning, and I am ready and preparing my microphone and my setup to record an amazing episode with a special guest under transhumanism. And I totally forgot that this Sunday morning, I'm talking about May 14th, it's 10 a.m. right now. It's also Mother's Day. And I want to take the time to congratulate every single one of you, congratulate my own mother, the mother of my kids, every single mother out there. For the people that do not remember, every emperor, every empress, every king, every duke, every pharaoh, every single human of all existence, was born out of a woman, except for Adam, I guess. <laughs> but every single human after that. <laughs> so I want to congratulate every single mother out there. I want to pray to God, and I want to wish upon you nothing but health. I want to wish upon you nothing but wealth in 100 million years more to continue to be the center of the universe. Thank you so much to every single mother out there. Happy Mother's Day. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing episode with an MMA fighter, 4-0, amateur, about to go pro, also digital creator and host of his own fucking podcast show, Jordan Freena. Guys, we caught this guy fresh. We got this guy right before he jumps into his huge debuts, into his huge exposure. I hope for hopefully he stays around with us a little longer. I want you guys to enjoy this episode as I put it together and he's a very dear friend of mine. Thank you so much Jordan Freena for sitting down with us and giving us your time, your knowledge and your influence. Have a great and blessed week every single one of you. Enjoy the show. Paranoid Radio. All right, bro. Here we go again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. This is an amazing episode lined up, for, lined up for all of you guys. And I have a very special guest here. Today, we're bringing a special guest that didn't only begin his ho- his hosting career in a, in a podcast game with a show called Conspiracy Podcast, Conspiracy Comrades, but he's also a world-class athlete specializing in mixed martial arts. He focuses on everything, but specializes in jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. He's won the Legend Amateur Four-Man Tournament in his, in his debut and is currently 4 and all in an amateur MMA. This man has donated his time in, uh, to my audience, to my fans, and to my humble podcast from 14 hours and three continents and an entire ocean away. He's a beast in the ring and makes huge deposits in a bank of knowledge. Please welcome rising star, MMA fighter, fellow podcaster, and comrade Jordan Frina from the Conspiracy Comrades podcast. 
Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. Now we got it. <laughs> and for the first, and for the first time, I think the, the first intro was better. I was just not recording, so. Oh, 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 That can live in our minds only. We'll have that between, especially all forever, you know. <laughs> and the Bro, world, exactly. Um, I'll never get tired of hearing that. Though that's hilarious to hear that. If you just see me in my teenage years, to uh, to call me that now is quite uh, it's quite funny. It's quite fun for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know what, bro? I have to be honest with you. You were here on the show uh, two years ago, I think in season two, and you blessed us with a show called Nessie Nessie. We spoke about mm -hmm. the Loch Ness Monster. I hijacked that episode off your show because you did, you and your your, your co-host at the time did an amazing, uh, um, uh, amazing, uh, PowerPoint on it. You guys brought so much, so much information. And the, the thing that I remember the most, uh, being most importantly about that show was that you guys, brought in not only facts but also theories and you guys ended up saying that the picture of nessie just to remind everybody the picture of nessie is actually a whale dick it's a fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, definitely could be there's definitely some out there that are the picture yeah. of the whale dick. sure yeah 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 no like we like to bring a little bit of a level-headed mind to it but um at the same time man there's a lot of shit out there that's, that's also true you know we have a reason to be paranoid <laughs> yeah for real dude um <laughs> And then again, okay, so you were here in the show on season two and Nessie Nessie, and um, you also host your own podcast show that you stopped right now, but you're going, you're planning on rebooting it after, you know, you slows down with your training. And I know you right now, you're going to get so hard to, to, it's going to get to a point where you're going to be really hard to get to because I see the potential, bro. You're a beast in the fucking ring. The last, uh, congratulations, yeah. by the way, on your, on your last win. That was amazing. People, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to follow this guy. What is your IG, your IG tag? And my IG tag is HEPA, H-E-P-P-A, 1993-993, the year I was born. But yeah, thank you, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was a, yeah, it was a, good, it was a good deal. It was a good showing. Um, you know, I want to test myself against um, bigger guys I like, but like also kind of now I really want to test myself against, you know, some more formidable opponents and things, especially on the ground and stuff. Um, there's always, you know, critiques you have on yourself, no matter what you do. But especially in that last fight, I, I mean, I, you know, you look at that and you think, I, what could be the things that you take away that are minuses for sure? And the wrestling and things I could definitely improve upon. But, you know, it's all a learning process. We're only fight number four. I think we'll be, <laughs> there's already pressures to turn pro, especially out here. The fight game out here, you would think it's kind of weird. You would think that there'd be a deeper pool of amateurs, but absolutely not. The UK and America's amateur is kind of like the same level as the guys out here that are pro. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting, um, an interesting dynamic to the fight, fight game out here. Do you mind if I ask you what country you're in? Where are you training right now? Sure. Yeah, I'm currently in Bangkok, Thailand. So wow, yeah, how's life there? It's madness, dude. Like, it's like you can see out my window right now. It's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's a wild world, but for sure. But it's hot as shit as well right now. Jesus, I can tell you that. But um, no, it's great. You know, I love the training out here. The guys are amazing. The the fight scene out here is fantastic, especially more so in Phuket now. But absolutely, there's guys in gyms absolutely everywhere. And now COVID was more of a thing over here. Let's put it that way. So training out here was difficult for a long time. Um, and now the gyms are finally back open. We can finally get back to it. And like I say, hopefully turn pro pretty soon, get some more of those highlights together. Uh, You're a full force. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 
I couldn't be happier for you, bro. And uh, I wanted to discuss with you, what is it? Because a lot of people now, especially right now with this whole, at least here in LA, in, in, in California, and I'm just speaking for Californians because I'm a Californian myself. I can't speak for anybody else. But I know that uh, people, they we depend a lot on the government. That wherever there's, and I'm not going to make this into a conspiracy show, but wherever there's government, there's less freedom, there's more corruption, less money for your pocket, more money for the pocket of the rich, right? And that's that's always going to be like that. And we're so dependent on on our water. We can't collect rainwater. We have to. We can't grow our own crops. One because we don't know how to, how to. Second because we don't have the land to it to do it. And we have to purchase everything from the government. You have to drink water bottles. You can't drink, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you're dependent on on the government, especially sometimes even for work. Like people after the pandemic, uh, they didn't want to go back to work, bro. They they especially here that the welfare, you know, people were getting free money, stimulus checks, et cetera, et cetera. You you probably heard about all that situation. So yeah. it's it's now the, it's it's a trend where people stay home and collect money from the government and live off you know food stamps. So and that's the trend. That's that's literally what's happened at least here in California. Again, now what is your training like? And the reason I put that together is because I want to get a little bit of, a little glimpse of your discipline, bro. You know, mm -hmm. the, the type of lifestyle that you changed, not only with your eating habits, but your your mental discipline. What what are you going through that it has been extremely impactful in your life that you see yourself using for the rest of your life? Man, I guess like recently as I'm getting older, I get yeah, diet is such a huge, such a huge thing. Like I changed the way I eat completely, especially leading up to fights. My body just feels like it can run properly. Like the mental side is is so big. Um, mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the main things that I guess I could do better um, is just going through the scenarios more in my head, which I do do a lot, but being more positive when I'm thinking about those scenarios, you know, I mean, a million and one things goes through your mind before, before a fight and you want them all to be I'm, a million different ways. You're going to knock this guy out, but realistically, it's just not like that. You know, you're fighting essentially, you know, <laughs> I was basically fighting in a ring in front of my friends in near enough my underwear, like, you know, anything could happen this big tall guys throwing punches at you. you you it's hard not to think well what if that what if one of those punches lands and i get knocked out in front of all my friends <laughs> do you know what i mean that's going to be yeah. played online god knows how many times but you have to minimize those thoughts maximize the victory i do a lot of the writing things down putting them you know i have this hilariously i had a friend that took the you know that um mocked me for this recently but i have a little dream box on my on my desk for work that i write notes in um and i wrote three notes actually i've got a picture right here i'll tell you exactly what those what those three notes were but i think for me that sort of stuff is super important so my first note said i will <laughs> i will win bonus of the night uh, sorry bonus for ko of the night bam got that I will win my fight. Bam, got that. I'll finish my fight. I'll knock him out. Bam. <laughs> now, don't get wrong. They're not always, always going to be correct. Maybe I'd have submitted him or something. Who knows? But I don't know. I think that sort of thing has really helped me. And just continuous training. I'm just so like, I'm so obsessed with it. Like I can't sleep on a night really unless I train now. Oh, okay. So it's become not an addiction, but a, a habit, a positive oh. habit that your body's asking for you to do it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, like, I just got to scratch that itch, you know, and it's kind of, <laughs> I kind of stress. It's kind of annoying sometimes that, uh, you know, my itch that I have to scratch is like going and fighting a bunch of guys in a, in a sweaty gym, <laughs> like, you know, but it just, it's what it is. Everyone has that weird thing that they become. That tick. Exactly. Yeah. So, Let and me ask you something. What, what, 
I know for a fact, I don't think you like getting hit in the face for a living or every <laughs> single day, but you have to have some type of passion for this sport. What made you jump into MMA fighting, bro? I mean, this is not only this is not only you facing your fears on almost on a daily basis. And like you said, running around and, and wrestling with guys, sweaty guys, you know, and, and just freaking exhausting your body mentally and physically. But like, this is a challenge, an everyday challenge, bro. Like what made you yeah. get into that? This is going to sound a little bit psychopathic, right? So the hardest part is starting out for sure. And when you start out with any new thing, right? When you start out, you're learning, it's new, you're getting your ass kicked in the topic. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember when I first started out podcasting, for example, it would take me 10, 15 hours to edit a video to put up on YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would just take me, to, I would just, I would do too much as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, one of, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'll do this. And I would do too much, but it would take me a long ass time to get to, to do it. And I, cause I'd have to be watching YouTube videos and how do I do this and how do I cut and what's the shortcut for, you know, snipping and all this bullshit. MMA is the same, especially and jujitsu is the same. You know, you, you start going and get your ass kicked day, like day after day after day. But then you start to learn a little bit. And then you go from getting your ass kicked to just mm, kind of surviving to doing all right. And then it just there becomes a bit of a turning point or after a year where you just start, you start putting the beat on people. And then like, I, I'm at this point now where sometimes just, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a, like yesterday, for example, my, one of my, one of my best friends in training was on top of me. Right. And he's got a, it's called an Ezekiel choke. We're in the gi, right? The gi is the big thing. And, and that, I do that style of jujitsu as well. And we're in the gi and he goes and gets a, like a cross collar choke on me. So it's like got literally one arm across these big, big, strong guys, like gorilla. It's got one arm across my neck and his other arm is literally, he's just punch. He's just like driving his knuckles down into my chin to try and push my chin the other way to get my collar the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's just something in this weird game of will where I'm like, he's driving his knuckles into me that way. And I'm just like, no, motherfucker. I'm pushing my jaw back into his knuckles. Just this weird game of will where I'm like, yeah, but like, like, yeah, bitch, like you're not going to fucking break my... And then that becomes the battle. Then you start beating other people's will and you crack them. And there's just something so satisfying in destroying somebody's whole just... Like, because in their head, they're the destroyer, right? It's being uh -huh. the hammer, like just being the hammer and they're the nail. Like as soon as you realize that they're they're going in that wood, like it's it's so addictive. And then you start getting people that are better than you. And you know, I train with some really good guys. And don't get me wrong, I get my ass kicked a lot. Like I, I absolutely I do. Mm -hmm. But there are times when these guys should, you know, some of the pro guys, some of the high-level guys should be beating us, but they're just not. Like, I mean, I've got some physical advantages in terms of my height and my reach and everything. Um, and then I'll have a round and I'll walk away and I'm like, I just beat that guy's fucking ass. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's just, it's a good feeling. And especially because I haven't really succeeded in anything um, athletic before, it's just become a complete addiction to me. I, I can see, wow. I can see how these people like, you know, who were, and then you can understand other people's addictions, like curlers. Like if that guy, if I could really you know, flick one of those stones across a, across a, <laughs> across some ice better than other people. I'd show off about it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you fall, you fall a hundred times to get up that one glorious moment that just fills your heart with, with, with more fire to keep getting exactly, your ass man. beat, to learn how to beat the other next big guy. Right. Exactly. man. And then like going out into the, you know, if it, it always feels like no matter, you know, I, I I'm not going to lie this last fight. I kind of, obviously I had a, 
more confidence I was going to win. I fought it before I won. He was a tough motherfucker. I'll give him that 100%. Bao Lam, if you listen to this, he almost definitely isn't because he can't speak English. But <laughs> if you ever hear this, he's a tough guy. Um, but in my head, I, I, you know, I kind of did think that I was going to win. Obviously, anything can happen. Um, and he's a big, strong guy. But, you know, I had that confidence as well going into this. But even still, it's you still go... I'm still sat around all day nervous thinking I've got to go against the bully at the end of the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then it happens all so quickly. And then, you know, you're hitting and then he's going down and then, all, and then it's just, everything's all happening. And then you just kind of like, Oh shit. Guy waves it off and you're like, Whoa, like I yeah. won. Turn around, all your friends are there going fucking crazy. And then <laughs> the other side, like, oh, it's just, yeah, uh, everybody's and, living all that hard work and eating right and blah, blah, blah. And then just for all of it to happen so quickly, but then just so much elation all at once. I don't know if you saw the Izzy fight recently, but he just could not have been more true about, you know, he'd, he'd lost three in a row to the guy, Piera. And and, um, and finally, you know, he, he gets that fourth rematch and beats him, knocks him clean out. And it's like, man, the happiness, I could, I could, you could see it in him. And he's like, you know, you gotta, you got to do you got to do stuff. you got to take the risks if you really want to experience that sort of happiness. And it's, it's so true, man. you just got to take the risks. you just got to do it. And then if it, if it does pay off, fuck, it pays off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, bro. That's a, that's a, an amazing testimony. I think a lot of people could grow off just listening. The excitement in your voice when you're telling me your story, <laughs> the genuine, genuine power, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's an adventure. Let me talk about a little bit about pre preparing for a fight. Sure. First question. This is the first question. Is it true you can't have sex? <laughs> if it is, then I don't follow that. But <laughs> Does it About deteriorate the, your uh, body? Is it nah, true that it... Nah, 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 nah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure it's like, I don't know, an exercise tiring-wise, I guess. But like, they say that about testosterone, right? But it, it, I think it, it's, it's shown to boost your production of testosterone. So I actually think you're supposed to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's a freaking myth. Debunked. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I have one more question. What about spirituality during during your your practice of these march, martial arts? You're doing jujitsu and muay thai. Uh, during the process, broken bones, probably you know pulled muscles, bruises every single day. But like, did you feel any connectivity with uh, a different realm spiritually? Do you feel guided somehow? Nah. Meditation. Nah, I, I like it. I maybe I should, especially meditate and things like this. And I do, I to me, it's not spiritual in any way, it's more just mental. Like, it's not, it's not me going through my mind feeling guided and you know, uh, I will my path will lead to this sort of thing. No, 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 it's just for me, it's just it is a lot of hammer and nails sort of thing. It's just, I am. I will destroy this person sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not the right way to look at it, but that's how I see it. It's very much all of my mental game and all of my meditation, if you can call it that, and thoughts and, and the run-throughs I have in my mind and things. All of that is very much, I will do this. And, and it's very technical. And in my mind, it's not leaving anything to chance, to will, to, do you know what I mean? Or like, I, I'm, someone said this recently on something I listened to and it's, and it's so true. They're like, I'm jealous of like these Dagestani guys and stuff that have like got such a strong 
religion and in their brain it's like they're gonna win because you know they're like Allah will will it so do you know what I mean like fuck I wish I had that that emotion I wish I could be like yeah God God is fucking wanting me to win like I, I'm set on this path no 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 I I don't see it like that at all I see it like I have to make it happen myself do you know what I mean and look fuck out like I'm, I'll make it happen mm-hmm. but um but it's I think in my head, if I, if, if I start to think like that, then I'm leaving some things up to chance. Maybe I'll leave out some work. Maybe I'll not try as hard as I should. Um, maybe I'll just be lazy about it because whether I win or lose, that's just my path. I, you know, I, I, I don't believe that. I think you've got to forge it yourself sort of thing. How many broken bones do you have? Bro, I am not joking. Um, while I've been fighting these past five years, uh, a touch all of the wood. Yes. Uh, <laughs> None really, like a, a couple. I think a toe or two. Uh, my toes kind of fucked right now, but like not really as well. Like I mean, I've been training all this week. Um, I had a cracked rib actually. I tell like cracked rib, and that was really in the early days. Did it to myself in a competition, in a jujitsu competition, uh, and then the, and then the muscle unravel side, like a real sticky out rib now here on this side. Can't lay on a flat bed on my on my front, which is <laughs> sorry, on like a hard bed. That's but other than that, pretty good, pretty lucky. My nose, I have troubles in my nose. It swells up for sure on the inside. Um, and I can never breathe through that, right? But yeah, that's the curse as well. Even even the cauliflower is again, touch wood, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That's freaking awesome, bro. Why does that happen? The cauliflower, how does that happen? Is that natural? People born with that? or, or what's- Like a tear on the inside of like your ear, like a small tear and it just like bleeds and then the blood calcifies and turns into almost like a blood. Sorry, almost like a bone, sorry. Um, it's like if you ever feel the guys like I always say I feel them regularly like uh, if you ever feel the guys cauliflower I mean I've got a little bit don't get me wrong but if you ever feel the guys cauliflower it's just rock hard like if you ever if you've got a guy trying to take you down or like he's in your side control or something and he's just digging his ear into your ribs you're like ah it's like someone's got yeah. a little rock inside their ear that's uh, freaking that I've seen that on, on a couple of UFC fights how they have that thing in the ears. It's kind of crazy, bro. Because like I thought, like, are they born with that? Like, what's going on? Is he like? But now I know it's because of the fighting. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. It's the wrestling. It's mainly the wrestlers. And some guys are more prone to it than other guys, for sure. Um, I think I've got quite lucky toward again with that. But yeah, the injuries and stuff are definitely something you know you've got to look out for. Um, but I think having safe training partners is good. I think man, you, you get way more injured playing like especially American football, but like, I don't know, you call it soccer, playing soccer and stuff, especially in your knees and this and that. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can do that sort of shit, doing jujitsu, but it's the sports where you seem to be sprinting, I feel like, are the sports that can really injure you, especially when you've got guys trying to tackle you and stuff that you're not aware of. Like, fighting's very, you're in front of me, like, one-to-one, do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm very aware in every second of my position and, uh, and that sort of thing. So it's definitely less damaging on your bones and things. But yeah, I mean, any freak accident can happen, like what happened to McGregor and shit like that. Yeah, I'm extremely happy for you, bro. Again, congratulations on your most recent win. And I see greatness in you. And I hope you continue your your path. And you're going to be rock solid, bro. And hopefully you don't forget about us in the future once you make it up to the freaking to pro. And you become <laughs> I a freaking multi-millionaire. You're going to rock. <laughs> hopefully you come back on the show and blow it up for us, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
So um, uh, right before we, I'm going to go into the next topic. And I know you've, oh. you've been digging into uh, the Egyptian the history, Egyptian and, and stuff on which I, I mean, go ahead and take the floor, bro. We'll have you, we'll have you learned. I, I would oh, love bro, to have, you been, have, have you been looking into this recently? Have you, have you seen anything about this? So there's, there seems to be a bit of a movement at the minute. I don't know if you've seen about the, docu- uh, sorry, there's like a documentary series on Netflix and stuff that's just been kind of pumped by Graham Hancock, I know. Rogan's had him on a few times, blah, 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 blah. There's these, these two guys, Graham Hancock and um, I forget the other guy's name, but uh, there's a guy that, Graham Hancock is the historian and there's another guy that uh, researches the uh, geography, um, like effects of large floods and this sort of thing is a geologist, man, Randall Carlson, sorry, Randall, mm-hmm. I apologise, not the you'll ever Man, these guys are these guys are super interesting. They had the they had this theory for for a long time now that you know civilization has had peaks and valleys, and that we've got to a point higher. Like right now, there's just a all the mainstream theory is that you know history and time and progression has just been like a steady slope rising up. Mm-hmm. Their argument is that it's not. It's it's gone higher, and then there's been a catastrophe and it's boof and it's back down and it's gone higher. Uh-huh. And it's back and there, you know, as far as the old thought was that humans have been around for 50,000 years, then it was like, oh, actually, maybe it's, maybe it's like they found new uh, specimens. Okay, maybe 100,000 years, like anatomically modern human size. And then now it's like, well, maybe 200,000 years. So like our timeline is being pushed back, right? And the reason why I say that is, well, as I mentioned, we're anatomically modern humans. Our chemistry our dna has essentially been the same roughly for about two hundred thousand years so we've basically been the same model for about two hundred thousand years with the same working brain and this and that and i'm sure there's been certain advancements and it takes time to build a culture and society and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. the argument is that we have been able to do things that either we have lost the knowledge of or that we just don't really understand now and we just try to use bullshit excuses to cover them up and the main example of that has been the pyramids like i've been watching so much stuff recently there's a guy um, that does a youtube channel called uncharted x um go watch those guys very very detailed he's he talks about a lot of the engineering side of the pyramids and things and we just we cannot figure out what they are man jordan you're saying you're saying we're not at the peak of civilization or human civilization right now then there was another peak that we've lost all communication yeah, all, with, all, all, all traces. All sorts, bro. Like potentially, man, I've been, I've been, I've been deep into this recently. Not necessarily in terms of technology. Obviously, we can share information at our fingertips now with the internet. I'm not saying that people have been able to video call each other in this respect and stuff like that. But have we had lost technologies that are potentially more beneficial to the planet in the past? Potentially, there's a massive, massive argument now that. Atlantis was a hundred percent a real place. There's a uh-huh. massive argument that the pyramids are claimed to be four thousand years old. It's the Sphinx four thousand years old, but mm-hmm. the timeline just doesn't match up. The evidence for water erosion puts them way earlier. Some people are arguing that the pyramids could be as old as 40,000 years old. Well, and they're the, finding. I think they're finding ruins under the Sphinx, right? Or I think it was the, the Sphinx. Yeah. The, the the carbon dating actually only tells you so much, and it's still faulty at that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then it, I guess they're Togepi Tepe. I think it's what the, the site's called yeah. in Turkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're finding like, uh 
chambers under chambers under chambers that are outdating the hunter-gatherers, which means by the hunter-gatherer timeline where they were hunting and gathering, there was another set of group of people that was able to build uh, uh, um, freaking structures that yeah. had uh, that had freaking they had echo chambers where they were singing that could you know with acoustic properties etc cetera, etc cetera, right so they had well, uh, developed higher uh, technologies. I, I saw an argument recently and it was so interesting. I wish I could remember where I found it, but I saw an argument recently that was saying was making the argument that the Great Pyramid, the biggest one, could have been a oh, what, what the Tesla, um, you know, like te- Tesla's uh, the electric car, yeah. The gold top and the way that the inner chambers are structured and the way that it harnesses sound, the way that it could process electricity. They were like, this thing could have been generating electricity for an entire area that like in a way that we potentially could have figured out ourselves. But the companies in the past that were making money from, you know, that whole Benjamin Franklin versus, yes. you know, versus um, versus uh, what's it called? Um, Tesla argument. You know, Isaac Newton was very much on the side of the companies and you know, making it privatized, whereas Tesla wanted to give free electricity to the world, you know, to the world. They might have had that, dude. Like, uh, um, it's just crazy to me that there's just a large push now from the, especially from the, like, look, we've got these things there in Egypt. They're there. There's loads of other stuff, like there's maps that show really detailed versions of, uh, of Antarctica and they were covered in ice at the time, but the land is almost perfectly. And the way that the latitude is drawn we didn't have a good way to measure, or it might be longitude, maybe it's longitude. We didn't have a correct way to measure longitude until we'd sent satellites into space, essentially. These motherfuckers were plotting out longitude and latitude to within more of a precise angle than we could even 40 years ago. And mm-hmm. just so much, but we've got the pyramids there and they're not, they're not excavating, they're not testing them properly at all. And it's just insane. Okay, this that goes that's happening in Egypt because Egyptology, I think that's the proper term, cannot fall on its ass. It cannot it cannot re- regress. They have culture, money, so much capital invested in Egyptology that they cannot go back and change their own things. Now they have to stick to their guns, to their lies, if it makes any sense. Because it's eggs, fact. On, the, eggs on the face if they get things, if they get things on, you know, people have spent their entire life's work building towards this narrative that could potentially be wrong. And, it's, and I'm not saying that they're necessarily at fault because they've gone their entire life, but they're not willing to have the scientific arguments and it's just stopping progress. And now the sad thing is that we talk about stuff like, I've talked about, I've talked, I've been really deep into this recently. And like you said, the pod, my podcast is going to come back to do a couple episodes on this later. Um, Atlantis, the pyramids, and we just go for general ancient civilizations, I think. And the sad thing is that, you know, these Egyptologists and the people that are in charge of the actual sites are the ones that are pushing everyone away, being like, nah, that's bullshit, nah, that's bullshit. And they're just stopping actual progress that could be so much more interesting than anything we already are aware of. And obviously religion plays a huge part into this as well, because, you know, it can't possibly see, be seen that we had a civilization 40,000 years ago that were more advanced than you know, the true people, I, I don't, I'm not fully. It's the same like, thing with Mesoamerica, bro. In Mesoamerica, there's so many uh, um, uh, pyramids under vegetation. So the forest, the, the rainforest yeah. took over and it's all over them. And they look like mounds. They look like huge like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. mountains. And it's they're actually pyramids. And the only re- reason they know that they're pyramids now is because they, they use their special sonar, special satellite. Yeah, yeah, that li- LIDAR, yeah. That, LIDAR, yeah. That, that serpent mound as well. Is that in, is, I don't know where that is. I think that's, that's in South America, is it? Um, 
Chichinita? Chichinita. Chichinita. It rhymes with pizza. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, nicer. Bro, like crazy, dude. Like, oh, just that Graham Hancock documentary was very, very good. He touched upon it briefly, but I've been going into the deep dive of it. And even just like small things like this guy Uncharted X has been talking about these balls, these vases that are not made from clay. They're made from like granite. They're made from extremely hard like materials that have had to have been molded. They can't replicate. They can't replicate. Not not even today, not to the preciseness. And they're saying that, so like they did like, there's this big thing about the symmetry of the, Uh of a lot of the carvings and stuff within someone's pyramid. It's perfect. It's it's perfect. Like smooth. yeah, but it's perfectly symmetrical. Like bam, bam. Like like they put like all like I don't know what the measurement would be on it, but like that. Uh, oh, what's that thing where you um, like quite famous things on leaves and where you keep looking and the pattern just keeps continuing. I don't know what it is. It's a it's a measurement, but they they use this symmetry measurement on the, over the videos and things, and it's 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 perfect. It doesn't look like a human's face either. That's the weird thing. And then the the other thing, you know, the other crazy thing is that you're talking about the golden ratio. Uh, no, I, I can't remember what it is. No, I don't think so. Um, some the Giovanni oh, Fibonacci sequences or something like that. Well, there, the ratio, there's, yeah. There's, there's that shit in there. So, but there's it's um, in the flowers. It's in, every, in your uh, organism. Yes, every yeah. organism is everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thought is now like, well, the two two things why this could be scary. One is because it shows that you know potentially we could be just wiped out at any moment. There's a guy Robert Shock, Doctor Robert Shock, that thinks it's solar solar flares. Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson think it could either be solar flares or cataclysm like an asteroid or and that could just happen at any moment and our society could just boom do you think they were harvesting uh solar power or magnetic the magnetic fields of the planet because they uh, happen to be on landlines as well like specifically i don't don't even think i don't think we even fully can comprehend what they were at i think apparently they were able to harness sound in a way to move objects that we couldn't even really understand right now yes what like tools. using vibrations are based on vibrations i've seen that too. like they could have been they could have been floating those motherfuckers they were quarrying it from hundreds of miles away why just because they wanted the best possible rock to build these megalith structures with and they the the coins and like all sorts of crap bro have you seen that have you seen that like giant rock in like uh, the middle east that's just cut like a straight laser down the middle have you ever seen that shit mm-hmm. it's like it was on it was like it was being quarried and then it was just like ah fuck it, actually we don't need it uh-huh. but it's uh-huh. it's cut like like and razor thin you can't you can't put a piece of paper between or a hair between some of these some of these structures the way that they're measuring like the way that they're constructed and we it's it's just crazy we can't we can barely replicate a lot of their architecture today with machinery how people think that just yeah. manpower that and in the time frame that it was done is insane and and it's just here's the thing right it's been blowing my mind aliens like yeah look i i'm like you bro like i i believe you know i mean 100 i i think they're here and shit like you know (laughs) you know like bigfoot maybe not nessie for example was one where i was like nah i don't believe in this one so like but I, i am pretty i'm pretty kooky on this but this one just feels like it doesn't feel like a fringe theory. It feels like the evidence is is just there. And it's, I don't understand why there's not been more attention to it. And obviously there is now, luckily. But 
I could, you know, I could talk for days. On We're this. upside down, bro. We're upside down. We know more about the moon than we know about our own oceans. It's up, it's yeah. upside down. <laughs> the world is, we live in a crazy freaking world. And I think you're right. I think what happened was there was a collapse in society. The technology was lost. The, their teachings were lost. And if there's anybody that today have that, that, that those teachings and that technology, they'll probably replicate it for themselves and they will never give it to the rest of the public. That's almost guaranteed. And the argument is that, you know, there was a race of people that was just going around and reteaching different versions of society. And man, even that, like, even that is something to potentially kind of look back on with, happiness like that just shows that humans race and society has been looking after itself for for years bro i i, I had a mad thought one night like i was just sitting in a, in a little the, black the we did the story of the um the 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 the, the babylonian gods whatever yeah yeah, yeah 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 forgot yeah, their yeah. names they i think that like they they were spreading their seeds and what happened was they, they hit a point where um society was going to collapse and uh, you know the younger dryads just passed and then uh, you know times were changing so what they did they spread their seeds all out to, throughout the world different mm -hmm. locations of the world they found the americas they found different islands they found the, the where the where the big structures are at now and they yeah they evolved the culture there they showed the indigenous people yeah, hey you know what this is what you, yeah yeah their stories about about, you know Egyptian kings that were living up to 300 400 years and like who's yeah. to say what's what happening who knows man I, I like you know you don't know what sort of kind of I think that's why they elongated their skulls they wanted to replicate the god looking dudes right like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows man it might like just there's just some secrets that and some you know some things might be a little bit more out there than other things who knows but like some of it even if it's just the age and even if it's just that we were more advanced in certain times and we give credit to ourselves for then like that's worth researching in my eyes i don't know i just yeah. think it's insane that that's just it's right there man it's right there uh we've got the tools to find it that um with with the coming the conclusion of this show this first of all dude this uh this episode is fucking amazing <laughs> we've spoken about <laughs> you we fucking caught up with you with whatever with, with everything that's happening in your life um again with your fights and everything and a little bit of conspiracy and what your thoughts are on with, with the different i hope i cannot wait until you come back and you reboot your your show and and, and bring these topics because i know you're going to go deep into the, the the conversations with name dates and facts and historical value events that are, have shaped our our present day i want to um what's your i want to i want to give you the, the opportunity to not only you know express yourself what is the message you have for the for, for the world um from 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 bangkok <laughs> thanks man um i appreciate it yeah just man just look at the weird stuff dude like go 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 down a rabbit hole or two maybe you'll enjoy it you know yeah and like please research this stuff for sure like i i think the more we push stuff like this the more we find out and just man, the more interesting life becomes uh it's a little escape from the day-to-day, -day, you know, as well. And just go out there and do something that you find challenging and do it every day. And trust me, you'll feel so much better for it. Uh, and finally, before we go, you know, I just want to kind of shout out you guys. Like, I, you know, you know, from going from work and training, I, you know, I had the podcast. I know how hard it is to do. Mm -hmm. You guys have been pushing from before, during, and now after I was doing, man, I always told myself, oh, I'm never going to, stop the podcast and really consistent and then i dropped a few episodes then then you know we ended up going by the wayside i was training a lot blah blah blah. but you guys are doing an amazing job and i really love listening to you and you guys keep it up i that you know i really do want to i'm sure your listeners already know but emphasize the fact that this isn't easy you're pushing out an entertaining show every every week 
Um, and you guys are killing it, man. Um, I, I love Thank listening. Um, I just, told you. It's not an easy you, job. I told you in the beginning, um, we're blessed because even though the show is not at the height that I wish, I would wish to be, right? But you just got to keep pushing, man. Me, just got to keep pushing. Did, exactly. And the adventure is this. This is the adventure right here. Meeting people like you from around the fucking world, 14 hours a day away, freaking two continents away, <laughs> an ocean away, spreading knowledge and uh, and bonding and having this amazing conversation. This is what I live for. This is why I do it. This is why Big Tank and I still to do, do it every single freaking week. We don't care about the money at this point, like I told you in the beginning. And Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for, you know, I'm uh, humbled with what you said. And I, I take your, your you know, I take your words and I and I hold them dearly. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, please let them know where they can find you again one more time right before we leave. Yeah, sure. You can head over to the Conspiracy Comrades podcast. Um, Instagram is Conspiracy Comrades podcast and on, on all platforms. We will be, re, we will be re, uh, reviving at some point. When that is, admittedly, I don't know on my current host is stuck in england so <laughs> at least a few weeks if not a couple months but look out for it because i i am genuinely super passionate about these um about these topics um get me at hepo 1993 and yeah support me share my five videos let's earn a, a yeah. first let's get pro let's get to one fc you know let's get some let's yeah. get some money on it you know yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for being here, spending this time with us. Our audience, our, our audience is gonna freaking love it. And I want to thank you again, dog. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right, brother. <laughs>